Welcome to this Right and Thing podcast. Today is the 21st of March 2023, which means it's International Poetry Day. So why not sit back and listen to myself, Brian Hazen, and other local poets on this fabulous day. Up first on the podcast today is my very good friend, Rosie Patton, who will be doing a lovely Emily Dickinson poem, which you believe is nearly 150 years old. Over to you, Rosie. Emily Dickinson, Hope is the Thing with Feathers, 1891. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chilliest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity. It's asked a crumb of me. Thank you, Rosie. Up next, we have Rosemary Quinn with her poem, Reflections. Reflections. In the morning, I watch myself in the mirror. Without my glasses, I look much the same as years ago. Not as yet having the stoop of the old, and minus the lines that are there, I know, but invisible through the veil of myopia. If it weren't for the white hair, I might be 60, well, 70, if I'm being honest, and minus the two stone I lost for the sake of my heart, I'm really a spring chicken in the buff, not an old boiler like the ones my granny used to cook when they stopped laying. I spend a lot of time these days, minus my glasses. The world looks better through a mist. My kitchen is cleaner, the walls fresh as when they were painted. Even himself passable, after I've told him to straighten up and put his teeth in. Myopia doesn't protect my sensibility from a toothless grin. I approach the mirror by degrees, adding a year or two with every step, until I'm literally four inches from reality that being the optimum distance for putting on makeup, without which I wouldn't dare face the world. I try to be subtle. There's nothing worse than powder in the cracks. Lipstick applied like lard on the lips. Bright green eyeshadow on limpid eyes. It takes a while these days to look my best, but pride dictates, and more and more I ask myself, whether the world might be a better place if we looked at it through half-closed eyes. Allow with her lovely poem, Swan Park, we have poet Wendy Sensinger. Swan Park. As I walk in the woods, I feel calm. I sit on stone steps leaning down into the cool, calm mist. Tall trees lend their support. Their rough robes of bark protecting all that is vulnerable inside. Leading upward, if only I take the time to look. High to the tips, where tops of trees reach into pools of blue sky, breaking through the moving clouds. As I walk in the woods, I feel happy. A light rain damp on my skin. I hear the river trickling over rocks, wishing by at times. Splashing suddenly as salmon seek to change direction. All will be okay. All is well. 
Up next we have local poet and Drive 105 presenter, Mr. Mark Burns with his poem, Seahorse. Seahorse. Dream of yourself a seven-winged seahorse, cantering across continental shelves. See of yourself a honey-sweetened orchid opening under Kilimanjaro snow-lined sun. Taste of yourself purple pistachio ice cream served royally in Canton. To do this, you must stand, discard your scabbed goat-haired shirt, rise unrobed and nakedly glorious. Stare unwavering at yourself, unblinking into a triple-sided mirror. See your splintered manifested reflection. Treasure once shaken hands calmly around your curves, smooth your armored skin, pinch your weathered freckles, pink lint from your punctured dimples. Paint yourself with scalpel brushes dipped in buttercream and chainsaw oil. Highlight your flaws, lighten your battle scars, accentuate all hard-fought, lost and won blemishes. Erase each unblessed blow inflicted upon your sculptured oracle beauty. By your own hand, from the deeds of others, dream of yourself, arisen and anew. Up next is Mr Roy Ferguson with a wee bit of Ulster Scots. Hello Brian, how you doing? Uh, it's Roy here, just uh, to say thanks for asking me to get involved in your podcast and uh, read a bit of poetry for you. I love the fact that you're focusing on the written word and focusing on the spoken word as well. Um, it's fabulous, Brian. Keep up the good work. Don't be stopping any time soon, brother. I'm going to read you a piece of my own called The Himley Tongue. I hope you enjoy this. Have you let out a hook nor a gulder, nor gathered pritters nor stains? Have you ever been tried and clobber, nor had a carrant with a wains? Did your granny knit you a gansey? That was twenty-three sizes day big, then tell ye you'd go clip fit ye. And five years later did. I've no doubt you know a gomeral, as well as a gunch and a dlipe, and there may be a buddy you'll can like, that'll be what is camp as a clipe. If somebody tell you to hell your wish, do you think that you'd ken what it said? And what if I said it was drift in a team? Could you understand that in your head? Well, if you can even two or three words I have screeched in the last between the lines, you can say without doubt that you can Ulster Scots, for those who I scream all the time. Then I listen to all the nonsense that various people will blather, for it's nothing to do with political type, it's a different thing altogether. Instead of getting your heat up your ears with all this talk that you hear, just mind that it's part of the lead in the culture that we're lucky to hear in us here. And take pride in where it has come from, the lead that we learnt from the past. We're in himly tongue as the Ullens. Take pride in helping at last. And now with some beautiful, beautiful words, it's Dr. Kendra Reynolds. Sadness is a thirsty creature. My heart reaches for you yet, confined in this desert of grief. We've been lost here a while now. There are no signs to guide us out. Only mountains rising heavy on each side of my vision. The endlessness of barren sand stinging my eyes dry. I think I cry most of the time, 
but the tears are hot on my eyes and evaporate. Sadness is a demanding creature. She perches on my chest while I carry her unquenchable thirst as my own burden. She's not great company, though she listens, empathetic, but never speaking back. The still air is punctuated by small memories of you that fall from the sky in hot air balloons. They are beautiful, a spectacle of colour. Their fragile presence, enough to drag me from my knees, as they pop and burst on the ground, providing small pools of water. This is how I sustain myself through time, knowing someday I'll hold you again. It is then that sadness will vacate, aware that when you and I are reunited, she no longer has a place. Our next poet is the wonderful Charlene O'Donnell. Does your face light up? There are crumbs on your cheek, splashes of juice darkening your cotton tea. I note the wispy strands of hair have been knotted at the nape of your neck. It's automated, this appraisal. All children are envoys to the world, coded commentaries on the hidden work of domesticity the glazed chinks in our discretions. I feel the impulse to tuck labels into clothes, hair behind ears to smooth your wild edges with these outward metrics of devotion, the knowledge that unfurls over years. Love is folded into the crisp crease of pinafore skirts, woven with intricacies of fishtail plaits and matching hair ties, packed beside strawberries and lunchboxes. Now you see me sizing you, your eyes clear and impenetrable as you watch me scan your body like a room to be cleaned. You'll assume these habits soon enough. They will encroach upon you in degrees as winter steals the light. We won't see it happening. Simply note one day with surprise, dismay that there is darkness where there wasn't before. Then there will be days where you will amble home, dragging your feet, scoring the shine from your patent shoes, feeling the pinch of schoolyard stairs, the aching consciousness that accompanies becoming. I'll meet you in the kitchen. I'll have perfected it by then, the art of wordlessly expressing what is permanent and true, not the temporary fixings. I'll press a cup into your outstretched hands, And the purity of this love, this acceptance, will dissolve into your being as sugar into tea. The next poet is a wonderful Siobhan McLaughlin with her poem, In Bulk. In Bulk, Siobhan McLaughlin. All winter we wait for her. Count the hours of darkness on rosary beads of bones. Watch the sacrifice of leaf the hold of mud and decay, the bland willering of light. Feel our resolve falter in every howling gale, every rain-lashed dream. Slowly, we sense her return, the pitter-patter of snowdrop feet, petals as white as the moon, elastic light of evening taut and tenuous as a cobweb. 
We spread flowers on doorsteps and twine green in a cross, genuflect beneath a bare branch to bid her welcome. Now her whisper in bird song, her smile in the unfolding of primrose, crocus, daffodil spears, her soft tread in brighter dawns, sunset blushes, the sweeping gospel of green again, every tiny shoot a prayer answered, every bud an eternal promise of growth, everywhere the poetry of hope. The next poet from Wales is the wonderful Mr. Damien Gorman. Hello, uh, my name's Damien Gorman and uh, I'm very happy to contribute uh, a poem to Brian's podcast for International Poetry Day. And when I was thinking of what I would say, uh, it was the international that I stayed with and... uh, I suppose the idea of people moving between nations, uh, you know, the the problem, as it's called, of of people seeking refuge or asylum is is something that's in the air at the moment very much in in uh, our part of the world. And in this poem, I'm asking, well, is that what people? who seek asylum and refuge are problems. Is that all that they are? Or or are they something else? So I wrote this poem called Available Light, which is the one I would like to say for you now. Available Light. When we reach the world, we are taken by the hand or into the hands of someone, someone kind, a midwife maybe, someone who knows our worth is more than the weight we put upon the earth, who knows that the very hollows of our bones are filled with light, with grace, the secret flames that we arrive with when we reach this place and which if they're unfurled, can cure the darkness. So, when we move around the world, we're more than wretched refuse on a teeming shore. We're light. All the available light there is. And if we meet each other at our borders and turn each other down, then Something dims, right there and everywhere. The darkness wins. Thank you for those wonderful words, Damon. And up next, we have Anne McMaster. To stand by this water is to pause at the gate of heaven. We'd carry our boat down to the river on a balmy afternoon. Three small girls wading through knee-high grass leaning into the hedge, now thick with summer growth that parted softly to allow us through, our eyes and mouths opening at what lay before us, a small river bank scrubbed with briars and clumps of grass and a river flowing silver at our feet. In season, fishermen made their way down here, 
searching where water ran cool and deep and slow. Patient and silent, they baited their rods and cast a cobweb of line, waiting to draw the silver-bellied fish that glittered as currency of the day. Our heart lay in the shallows. Walking Wellington deep, we marked our existence there, knew the shape of our being by the current's diverted course, felt coolness press in against our boots, pottered over stones, bent to trace the endless myriad flow, shrieked when water teased to tip against the top of boots, slid slyly and coolly in, forgot the boat, a summer's day, sunshine glittering on our river-blessed skin, our parents laughing and calling from the bank. To stand by this water is to pause at the gate of heaven. Brian, thank you for the opportunity to record and share this poem. It's a memory, as so many of my poems are about one of the very rare times that my dad and mum would take time off from their daily work and we'd go down to the river and get very wet, but all in the name of happiness. Thank you very much, Al. Uh, next up is myself, and I'm going to read a poem called Choices, which I wrote uh, during last year's Poetry Marathon. Choices. Between the woods and the frozen lake, Neither path I wish to take. For survival I must choose one. I'll await the arrival of the sun. The sun rises, my path still not clear. No steps taken, I'm trembling with fear. The lake's surface covered with ice and snow. However, the strength of it I do not know. The trees in the woods whisper, come this way. Beautiful in appearance, but can I trust what they say? I close my eyes, slowly breathe in. How did I get here? How did it begin? Between the woods and frozen lake, which path should I take? Should I open my eyes and let out a scream? Maybe I'll awaken, hoping it was a dream. My opening line is from Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. And there you are folks, that wraps up the 2023 International Poetry Day podcast. I would like to send a sincere thanks to everyone who has sent through their work and it's brilliant to get and hopefully if you like it, let us know. Until the next time, cheerio.